0: Hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm Sandro. We're from the Bargain Bin Podcast. And you're listening to Season 2 of Knights and Nerds. Because everyone has extra time on their hands these days, and at some point, you start scraping the bottom of the barrel. Not tuning in would be the real-life equivalent of rolling a 1 on a good decision check. Thank you, Sandro and Ben, for that painfully honest introduction. Uh, Sandro and Ben have a podcast called bargain bin where they talk about movies it's a lot of fun and you can check it out at the link in the description it's on spotify and other places but i've included a link for you in the show notes Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. My name is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master. I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. It is good to be back. We are starting campaign number two. <laughs> number two. Uh, well, we're going to start off with episode zero, where you're going to meet the new players. Kevin, Sarah, and Matt. I hope you give them a warm welcome. Uh, and also, don't fret—the original group is still around. We are still recording episodes, and they will be out in the near future. And I will let you know when that is uh, when we have a firm date for that. I just want to note that um, I hope you excuse a few minor audio issues in this episode. It's been a bit of a challenge to record um, virtually where I am because my internet is more of a concept uh, than a reality. So it's it's. Bit of a challenge. I think by the time the actual campaign, actual play episode rolls around, those are uh, mostly resolved, so uh, not to worry. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway. You can find the details on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All you have to do is tag three friends, and you'll be entered into a draw for a gift card to the Nerdy Chicken Shop of Curiosities. They have some amazing tabletop RPG accessories that you should definitely check out. I'll include the link to their uh, website in the show notes, but it's just nerdychicken.ca, so you, you can probably remember that, right? If you're not on social media, you can still interact with our community on Discord. I'll include a link to that as well in the show notes. I'm just racking up all sorts of links here. And we hope that you enjoy the episode to come, and don't forget. Also coming out this week, uh, maybe even tomorrow, tomorrow the day after, my chat with Ryan Howard from the Roland Bones with Ryan Howard podcast, and we are talking about campaign settings, making your own setting, and we get into all sorts of spoiler stuff for uh, this upcoming campaign, which uh, I hope you find interesting if you're into that. And obviously, if you don't want spoilers, then uh, avoid it. I guess. Um, yeah, so here we go. Episode zero uh, again. I hope you give our new players a warm welcome. They've been excited for. Uh, they've been excited to to sort of join the podcast uh, uh, for quite some time. Actually, funny story. They uh, Matt and Sarah were part of the original group with um, me, Katie, Matt, Candace, and Tom. Uh, and when we started the podcast, I said, um, you know. I don't know that we can have this many players in a podcast. I'm sure other actual play podcasts have six players, but I'm not a good enough DM to to do that. And they had also moved away. We were recording in person, so it made it challenging. But now that everyone is recording from home, uh, things are different. But uh, anyways, at the time, it just didn't work. And I said, in the future, I will bring you in. And so I'm making good on my promise. So here we go. Episode zero. Okay, so uh, thank you everybody for joining the session zero. What we're going to do right now is just sort of talk about uh, the ideas for your characters. Uh, we're all starting at level three because I'm not a huge fan of starting lower than that. Because just because you level up so fast,
1: a gentle breeze could also kill
0: us. <laughs> also, that yes. <laughs> uh, so first off, like, well, and then we'll sort of talk about like what, like I've done. I have a concept. For an adventure, I have done very little planning because I wanted to talk to you guys first. Uh, having said that, shouldn't take me too long to get things figured out. I guess we'll just start off with. Uh, uh, I mean, and again, I'll, I'll ask questions about you and your characters, and there may be certain aspects of your characters that you don't want to reveal to everybody at this point. So, if that's the case, then just say uh, rejected, redacted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can just plead the fifth and we'll move on uh i'm tim i'm the dungeon master everybody uh probably knows that already i'm joined by sarah matt and kevin they are the players for this campaign and they're going to i'll, I'll let, let you guys introduce yourselves sarah why don't you go you just want to <laughs> like talk a little bit about uh your experience as a as a player and as a I think you've also dabbled in Dungeon Mastering as well, yeah?
1: I have, yes. Sounds so so dirty when you say it like that. Dungeon
2: dungeon Mastery.
1: (laughs) Dabbling in the Dungeon Mastery. Anyway, sorry.
2: Yeah,
1: Uh, I am Sarah. Uh, I have been playing D&D for... I don't recall. Tim, you were the first DM I ever had. It was for Matt's birthday. The one shot that turned into a mini campaign. Mm Mm-hmm was, I'd say, like eight years ago, nine years ago. Something Sounds about like right. That. Uh, so I've been playing for a while. Uh, definitely dabbled into the DM. Never ran like a full, long-running campaign. Made some one-shots and mini-campaigns, mini I'd say.
0: In your real life, you're Indiana Jones, more or less.
1: I, that is the, the quick summary, yes. I am an archaeologist. Uh, so yeah, so basically, Indiana Jones, Lara Croft. That's just kind of like a Tuesday <laughs> uh so you know pretty dull over here
2: just punching a t-rex in the face
3: that's fridays oh <laughs> it's called fisticuff fridays yeah
0: and matt you uh uh probably uh, do you i think you probably have the most experience with D D out of out of the combined lot of us
3: the, the funniest part of that <laughs> is, uh, based on the numbers Sarah threw out, I've probably been playing D&D less than you guys. Because um, I started getting actively into it around 2014, mostly with uh, the explosion of internet D&D uh, live games. I started watching those and went, oh, this is cocaine? Okay, I'll try some. Um, and then I went and I bought books, and I was like, roommates i have those i will force them to play uh and then i ran my first campaign because nobody else wanted to um and i've been playing ever since uh i have been following in the uh the wake of the beautiful internet explosion like things like the adventure zone and all those other wonderful wonderful uh people who make great stories with this lovely medium um but don't, I don't get to be a character as often as I'd like, uh, and I feel like I have to roll with the punches a little bit more, so now I'm just excited to be able to punch you and make you roll.
0: And uh, in, in real life, you're a professional wino, I think.
3: Oh, uh, I believe... Would it be a booze hound now? Would that a, be... A booze officer? No. A booze officer? I tried to make philosopher and booze go together, and it didn't work out.
0: He sounded like a drunken cop.
3: <laughs> i yes um, yeah no I just I make alcohol for a living
0: it's great <laughs> and it's not even in your toilet either probably yeah
3: exactly I have per, I am I am paid to make alcohol for a living
0: it's... I, I guess it could be in a toilet if you really wanted to maybe that I mean, would be could, like a special like medium <laughs> hmm. we could jerry try it,
3: it.
1: <laughs> it's the next li- <laughs> next limited run well I mean oh limited runs oh <laughs>
3: Uh, good night. Unlimited runs. <laughs> run.
1: You could bottle it in like mini toilet-shaped bottles. Oh, it's, we've got a theme here, guys.
3: I'm not gonna lie. This uh, this idea is a bit of a stinker, and I'm gonna flush <laughs> it down. Uh, and pass pass the mic. <laughs>
0: uh, Kevin, uh, why don't you talk a bit about your your experience with uh, with D and D so far?
2: Sure. Uh, I just want to introduce myself. Uh, my name's Kevin. I'm a Sagittarius, I love <laughs> tomatoes and black cap chickadees. And uh, so far as my experience with D&D, I have very little. Um, 100% of the games I've played have been with uh, our kind, uh, kindly DM on this call, uh, Tim. And he's guided me through um, some adventures. So I'm excited to get into a little more with you guys.
0: yeah, yeah. Cool. And you, uh, you're a professional meme maker, I think.
2: <laughs> let's leave it. Yeah, let's call it that.
0: <laughs> how, is your, how is your Fine Art Simpsons account doing, by the way? You're at <laughs> like, like 15,000 followers, are you not?
2: I went to bed last night, uh, as I do most nights, and <laughs> <laughs> woke up with, uh, yeah, like 15 and a half, 15 and a half thousand Same. followers today. So that was something. That was um, unexpected.
3: I've never been more proud. You have Thank
0: your you. own you have your Thank own you. merch, you have your own beer koozies, and you also <laughs> recently put out a record of music. So you're just you're just dabbling in all sorts of arenas.
3: I'm
2: not gonna lie to you, Tim. Quarantine has been kind to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the kindantine. <team.
0: laughs> Quarantine. Okay, excellent. Now that the that's enough pleasantries, let's get down to get down <laughs> yeah. to business.
2: Let's start insulting each other
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) fuck you guys (laughs)
1: let's do
2: this (laughs) useless sacks of crap
0: (laughs) okay i
1: feel like a sack of crap is probably more useful than just loose crap
0: though well even loose crap like you can use it to fertilize stuff
1: there's i think crap in general is just too too productive nutrient wise to be useless Mm. crap doesn't have
0: that much
2: use in the sack you gotta take it. got take, take it out and spread it around.
3: No, you're right. You're right. All All right. Can see. I don't yeah. know leaching of nutrients. Let's
2: let's spread our crap around here.
0: <laughs> depends a on the material.
2: Depends on the material of the sack. But I digress.
3: <laughs> yeah, because that's where we should have left off.
0: Okay, uh, so Sarah, you're playing a druid. Are you an aladrin?
1: I am an aladrin.
0: Okay, so first off, can you start off by explaining to to me, a regular dumb person, what an Eladrin is?
1: Uh, I'm sure the the book would give you a very fantastical description of what an Eladrin is. But basically, an Eladrin is a sub-race of Elf, I think, technically sub-race, that basically they are from the Feywild, and they have uh, a seasonality to them. So they can actually switch seasons So each season has its own ability. So uh, at long rest, I could be um, an autumn, which I think is more my color, my tones. Um, But I could also become a a winter, a spring, a summer, and they all have their own unique kind of abilities. Um, But yeah, very fantastical.
0: Are you telling me that winter Winter. winter could give spring and summer a pass and go straight on into autumn? Yes. Wow, 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 wow.
1: Other benefit of the Eladrins is that, I shouldn't say benefit, but the other kind of interesting fact is that it's also, um, the seasonality can also be tied to their moods. So if there's a particular, like if they're happy, they might be in the summer, they might be in the spring. If they're, if they're super upset and like <laughs> bitter, they might be in the winter one day. So they can, they can have say over which season they're going to go into.
3: I love that you managed to make the druid and the elves have a mood ring.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: Can you like describe your Eladrin druid in in a well? Take as much time as you want, but like, <laughs> how would you? How would you? Do, what's the elevator pitch for chai spice? And I have to say, I'm very impressed with your uh,
1: my my family just, name, your
0: sheer dedication. To making your entire extended family and the, and the culture of the Feywild revolve around a spice rack?
1: I mean, whatever strikes your muse at that moment. Um, but no, I just thought it was too, I just thought it would be too funny to have an autumn aladrin. Like, so my base kind of default is I'm an autumn. Uh, and then, but it would be too funny to not have it be chai spice. I just couldn't refuse that. <laughs> And then I went. I deep dove with the names, which I'll get to in a minute. But um, yeah. So Chai is basically uh, a court representative. Um, she's in essence like a a diplomat, basically. That um, very high ranking within the royal family where she's from in the Feywild. Uh, she is basically she goes round the round, kingdom to kingdom, that kind of stuff. In essence, greeting and doing diplomatic missions, uh, negotiations, things like that. So she's very high ranking amongst her, um, w- within her own kingdom. Uh, but she kind of grew up in the palace and close to the royal family itself. Uh, her parents are kind of advisors to the, to the crown. It's kind of was always just brought up in that environment. Uh, and the names of my, <laughs> my, my, my mother's name is Clove. Uh, my brother's name is Nutmeg, and uh, my father's name is All. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're a monster. You're welcome. <laughs> have fun, Tim.
0: <laughs> Which one is is a uh, is a uh, Basil?
1: Oh wait, where? Oh, did I miss it up? There was Basil as well. Basil was my uh, my druid kind of teacher, I believe. I have to remember my sheet now. The the, the spices. Basil, was, yeah, Basil was the my druid advisor, uh, <laughs> who kind of was like the crazy old court jester guy, but he was actually just an amazing druid that did crazy shit all the time. But him and I got pretty close because he was all I was always I always saw myself, or I Chai always saw herself as a bit of an outcast within the royal like the royal environment, so she kind of got along with Basil.
3: So, just just so we're clear. When he was teaching you the Druidic language and you first looked at it,
0: did you say, what does it all mean, Basil?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes, I damn did. damn it.
0: <laughs> so why does Chai feel like an outcast?
1: Chai always felt like within the confines of the environment she was raised in that she could do so much more. Um, being so close to the royal family uh, and being kind of involved um, with the, hap- the, the high happenings of the kingdom she wasn't allowed to do a lot of the things that like normal kids got to do. Like she didn't get to go to normal schools. She didn't get to go to, she couldn't like just go out and play tag with her friends as a kid. Um, though tag is an Eladrin would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of Misty Step. Oh, that'd be really fun. Anyway. Um, you like, th- she just didn't get that same environment. She was always kind of wanting to just be more than just the role that she was born into. Um, and druids aren't, in, her, in, the, in the royal family and in the palace itself aren't actually that common. Um, so her abilities, it took a while till she realized what she, was, what she could do and how to kind of find that identity for herself. But uh, her, she's kind of, she loves her kingdom and she wants to be a part of it, but she's definitely, uh, she feels like she can do more than just the title and like the kind of role she was born
0: into. So she feels like pawn in Game of Life.
1: <laughs> yes, I actually was thinking as well. Uh, depending on how, like, the mood I'm in, I'd be a lot like May from Avatar. <laughs> Just like a hint. Just like so I we're thought.
0: we're doing we're doing Mel Brooks and Monty Python references only. So oh, uh,
3: it's my apology, my, my <laughs> sincerest apologies. Yeah, Nickelodeon's not getting a dime out of us. <laughs>
0: Not unless they sponsor us.
3: But yeah, I think that's the quick gist of of
1: Chai. She's got some other fun bits that I don't I don't know if we want to get into now. But
0: well, no, we can talk about Chai's fun bits later. But uh, <laughs> why don't we talk about um, why don't we talk about uh, Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble? <clears throat> or should <throat> I not have uttered the entire name?
3: No, 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 no. Oh, no. He just, we getting, always utter getting... the entire name because that's how I learned to do the voice. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. It's uh it's Thaddeus Ulysses
0: gamble now uh, just for the record no one is being asked to do a voice for this
1: <laughs> uh you can't ask him not to do a voice for this
0: i'm not asking him not to it's <laughs> for, for the people who don't want to do a voice including me on all of my npcs
3: <laughs> i don't i don't know what you're talking about i distinctly recall from campaign 1 the old man <laughs> from the very beginning and how he stuck around for episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble.
3: So Thaddeus is a, uh, a vengeance oath paladin and he is, you know, didn't want to be fancy. He's a human being. He's a real Uh, human being. Yep. (laughs) He's, he is a real human being. Background wise, military man, former soldier, and wouldn't you know it, he was like two days from retirement. Oh, Always <laughs> oh, the way. No, uh, So after spending so much time in war, he became a paladin. He was looking to denounce the, the military lifestyle and uh, look for a way to present peace to the world and was betrayed. And a lot of rookies in his unit, young, young bucks, uh, they were killed, and he has sworn an oath of vengeance on those that have done it. Um, he's forty-two years old. For anybody wondering, is uh, you know no spring chicken, but he's not. Uh, he's not so old that he can't put you know his fist through your face.
0: Can you describe him physically? Like, I don't know if you've got a character sheet all done up for him, but like, what's his preferred fighting um, fight, fighting style? Like, what's his what's his general physical demeanor like?
3: Uh, so when he was in the military, he was a Star shield kind of guy. Um, but since he has been filled with rage and vengeance, he's kind of gotten rid of the shield uh, and decided that that other hand needed to hold something as well. So he just got a big old greatsword. Um, he's, I'd say, five, five, between 5'10 five, and 6 feet tall. Uh, a more stocky, broad build. Um, Has like Very short military haircut Long beard uh, Like a large bushier style of beard But there's a spot that doesn't grow Because of the slash that he took while he was In the middle of being betrayed It has cut down over his eye And he actually lost his left eye to it That's why he's got a minus to Dex Um And his holy symbol is actually The glass eye that he replaced it with
0: Oh very nice. I like that. I like that little touch. I, are you going to make... Um, oh, hang on. I foresee a lot of eye puns.
3: Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wouldn't even think of doing such a thing. <laughs> I um, foresee <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> from this group? Never.
3: It's... These pupils of Dungeons and Dragons oh, that we have.
0: Here. Yes, yes, we did it. Pack it on up. We did it, <laughs> Basket,
3: yeah. Um, and the last thing is, is he constantly wears a bandage over it. Um, it is one of the softest looking bandages you have ever seen. Oh. It, uh, it has no blood on it, but it is a bandage that he wears like over, like, Diagonally across where the eye Would be kind of like an eye patch But not quite
1: I was going to say I have a very intricate series of questions Is it like a literal bandage he keeps replacing Or is it the same bandage It is the same And it's just in, just intrinsically soft
3: it is, it is exceptionally soft cloth
1: I just want to touch it
3: Don't You can't <laughs> That Thaddeus on several occasions uh, will point out that you should not I, touch it. I don't doubt that <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I read your answer to my list of questions. And mm-hmm. uh, so you've been betrayed. You were very nonspecific about the, the uh, details of said betrayal. And the fact that you went oath of vengeance tells me that those people are still out there, or at least some of them.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and part of the reason, I, now, one of the things that I, my inner, dungeon master explored while uh filling out these questions is uh the answer to question one which i will not speak of at this time uh i feel like the cause of that hardship should also be tied somehow to the cause of the betrayal in the military i feel like that would be that would be a great thing for him to overcome at the end of his story arc
0: Mm, okay yeah i'm always i'm always sort of interested in in what players Feel like um, in what ways players feel like their characters will will evolve? Whether it's a positive or negative arc, some people are like, I think want to explore like a redemption arc, like a self discovery, um, revenge or vengeance. Uh, however, you want to praise it. Yeah. Revengeance. Revengeance.
3: <laughs> no, that's campaign three when we bring back these characters for
0: the sequel. <laughs> Well the, the revenge Cand- thing. The revengeing.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Candace had actually named in one in episode forty-two uh, a two-headed death dog Revengeance. There you I go. guess, Man, that's <laughs> rough.
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh, for God's sakes.
0: It's when they were playing as Dragonborn for one episode and they were they were being evil. Oh, um yes. I remember so that. Kevin, do you have I don't know if you have a name for your uh, for your Chap.
2: Uh, unfortunately, my name was taken from me in my pact, as well as in most of the details of my identity. And I'm kind of trying to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, who I was. And all I know are the details of our my original deal. Um, that was, you know, the that I, I made a pact to save my wife, who was then taken from me regardless. And now I am stuck on, as the, uh, you know, on the, the losing end of that bargain.
0: So, how do you introduce yourself to people? Or does that not really come up that often?
2: It doesn't come up. I mope. I wander. I look for, I try and find out what has happened to me. But you got, But based on my, my wandering and shoddy appearance, you could call me Gutterbird.
0: Gutterbird.
3: <laughs> well done. The, the Gutterbird, formerly known as Prince? Sure.
2: Although I do not come from royalty.
3: So, are you, no, more, are you it's more of a are Martin, Martin you, Prince thing?
2: Oh, great. <laughs> he is, Are you saying the, that you have. He's uh, the queen of summertime.
0: <laughs> so, you mean to tell me that you're, you're dealing with a Jason Bourne type situation?
2: Uh, yes.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, I'm wow.
2: Gonna, I'll watch the, those movies and l- confirm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, a little bit of, of amnesia, of, of not knowing your, large parts of your past. Mm hmm. Except for the whole aspect of, of your pact. That you remember. Yes. But And I'm never really
2: allowed to forget because the trade-off for saving my wife from, a, from a, a wasting disease of some particular kind is that now my body is used as essentially a portal between our world and a nefarious netherworld where at any given moment a... Demon or nefarious spirit Can leap forth From my mouth That is the uh, That's the trade-off
0: Now is it more Is it like a sneeze or is it like a (laughs) full-on hurl
1: I imagine it starts with a dry heave It's quite unpleasant
3: Yeah (laughs) Wow (laughs) Wow Wow Wow
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it's like, um, yeah, like a big, uh, powerful sneeze, or if it's more like the, the back alley scene of Team America.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> right in between.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, how would you describe Gutterbird physically, his appearance?
2: Um, he's very, I would say, diminutive. Oh, he's, sorry,
0: just so jump in, he's a human, right? He's a human. He's a human right. being
2: a human, uh, man, a human. And, um, yeah, so he's very, very diminutive, very, um, withdrawn, um, very protective of, of himself. Um, just cause he's been massively burned before and is kind of always on edge waiting for the next time his body's going to be used as a, you know, as an entryway into our realm. So it's sort of very, always very on edge, very skittish, Um, doesn't trust, doesn't trust easily. And that is very, um, very evident in my body language, shifting eyes and always trying to be aware of my surroundings.
0: Wonderful. I have, I have so many more questions than answers about, about (laughs) Gutterbird. And I think you had mentioned something maybe about tattoos or or sigils or runes that he is that something that he's uh, inscribed on his skin or are these more like talismans that he wears on his clothing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's you know um, uh, pendants and charms and coins and engravings, uh, rings, bracelets, um, p- little rolled up pieces of parchment tucked in the material of my clothing, and these are all sort of things I picked up on my travels to try and mitigate the effects of this, um, this pact I'm trying to free myself from. Um, You know, it works with uh, middling or, you know, uh, varying degrees of success.
0: So your pact was, was made out of uh, an act of desperation. It wasn't, it wasn't a deal that you made to secure more power for yourself. It's a, you offered yourself up as, as in a sort of barter. Exactly. Right. And now and now that the pact is well, I mean you're you're sort of stuck in it. Um, I guess I guess it's up to me to sort of figure out the details of what's what's really going on with it. Uh, but you're you're sort of trying to figure out just trying to I guess be obedient, you know, do your do your part uh, so that hopefully one day you get released from from the pact. Mm hmm. Is that your end goal, to be, to be free and maybe to regain some of your lost, uh, lost knowledge of yourself?
2: Yes. And, you know, d- depending on the, um, you know, the, the rules of the world and um, the capabilities of everybody's various skills, potentially maybe see my wife again.
1: I don't believe we went through what my character looks like and I... Amat would be like, oh, we left me out. She's just starkly different than everybody else, so I should probably describe yeah. that.
0: This is, this is a rare situation where a, an adventuring party has two humans in it and like and not like a weird assortment of turtles and fur bogs and tieflings.
3: <laughs> first first of all, I yeah. wanted to play a Kenku. <laughs> <laughs> that no, doesn't I'm quite kidding, work. I'm I would not have
0: played a Kenku. Um
2: I will say, in previous D&D campaigns, I have been a, a sentient Eye of Providence, which is a floating, one-eyed pyramid, and I decided I was going to play it, I was going to play it a l- more straight this time.
0: Yes, uh, Kalo Oculi uh, also <laughs> oh had God. also had a wig of, like, a beehive ha- hairdo and a, a bling chain that said Bella Lugosi. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I had a like a powdered wig beehive and sort I mean, of why like, not? Uh, and then I had like, you know, a, a nice thick velvet, uh, velvet, uh, what would you call it? Uh, ribbon holding my pendant that we, uh, forget why we got that part of a deal with a queen. You know how it is.
0: Yeah. You know how it is. Although being, being a uh, floating pyramid, uh, Kayla was sometimes fairly obtuse.
1: Oh, for God's <laughs> sake.
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying yeah. to make isosceles work here and it's not going to happen. <laughs> right, yeah. So we got two two human men. <laughs> what is. <laughs> Hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is going this- to go to a dark, dark place in a hurry. What's up? Two human men in a basic bitch. <laughs> Basically.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So give us a quick um, preview of what, when someone l- meets Chai Spice for the first time, what do they see?
1: So she, she looks a little different. So she's got those stereotypical like elf characteristics. Like she has pointed ears um, and like all of that kind of, I, I guess there's a certain regalness in general to elves. Like, like they're most akin to. So, Eladrin specifically are said to be the closest related to like the first elves ever. Like, they are like elves, like elf zero. Like, they are like they're the closest you can get to like the original ancient elves, basically, um, because they basically secluded themselves in the Feywild. Uh, the other thing is that because their their physical appearance will change. With each season. So, fall is her, or autumn is her default in essence. Like, that is what she, like, what her, her kingdom is usually represented by. Um, so, she's very tall, uh, slender. Uh, she kind of has, like, I'd say a hair, but what it, what it basically is, is it's hair, but then it, in essence, turns to like leaves. Uh, it kind of looks like foliage at the ends, and like she's wearing like a very regal, regal dress and like traveling cloak. But all of it kind of is like in a bronzy, coppery, like all like all the all the colors that you would imagine from like autumn in a cloak and gown. And it's basically she, it looks almost as if the dress is made of leaves, but it's a but it's made out of like a fabric of leaves. Uh, so it's very very whimsical. Uh, I don't know, and Tim, you can decide this, I don't know how common it would be for people to see an Aladrin. I mean, they're from the Feywild, so maybe not so much.
0: Probably, Uh, no, probably not very. So,
1: she probably gets some look, um, but she also probably, well, she had, like, because she is this court diplomat kind of role, she probably doesn't go and see that many places without like a scheduled structure. Uh, or hasn't at least. Um, So she's a little bit more like she just goes to the court or like, she'll go to the palace and live in the palace, like live in the palace that she's negotiating with or the visit where she's visiting. So she doesn't, many people probably don't get to see her anyway.
0: Interesting. Okay. I love the description. I love the visual of that. Now, will that change depending like if she changes seasons?
1: Yes so it'll so the physical stance will stay the same but in essence like the the hair that sweeps into uh like what would have been leaves like if i if i am feeling that i need to switch into winter like it'll change into like icicles like the ends of my hairs will be like snowflakes and icicles the dress will look like it's almost made of like shattered ice sheets like the fabric kind of gets that look. Uh, In like spring, you get a little bit more of like the pale, like pastel tones to the dress that kind of almost like marble, like watercolor rather than anything else. Um, And the hair, while still having foliage, it's a little bit more like tiny, like field blossoms and things like that. But in summer, it's a lot more like bright, vivid, more primary tones. It's like bright greens and bright yellows and bright reds and things like that.
0: There'd be no shortage of options for anyone who wants to do some fan art.
1: It's I I I really hope cuz I like in my head I look fabulous. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, basically like so my physical stance and like the 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 structure of the outfits I'm wearing does not change. It'll be like the appearance that will change as I change it basically.
0: Cool. Now, in terms of of the the connections between your characters, uh have have you just dis- have you talked at all about whether there's any existing knowledge or familiarity? And if the answer is no, that's totally fine. Um, I can I can sort of concoct a reason why you would all cross paths, uh, but uh, just want to see if that's something that you've thought of.
3: We had talked about it in the before time
0: <laughs> uh, when we were physically
3: capable of being. Near each other, um, but I—I I don't know. I made some alterations to uh, Thaddeus's backstory, so I don't know. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm perfectly cool with leaving this up to you, the master of dungeons. Um, but at the same time, if anybody's got a good idea, I—I'm—I'm uh, I'm cool.
1: I had two thoughts and a lot of this was around obviously shockingly i see matt a little bit more than i see
0: kevin um matt Matt being your fiance
1: matt matt being my my man
0: dude and me just being chopped liver
3: (laughs) i mean i I love you kev it's fine uh if she was seen as single by everybody else we could have gotten
1: more viewers (laughs) (laughs) in this audio medium yes so I I had a little bit more knowledge of Matt's backstory and his character um, and I was kind of musing on it. So like we can definitely, I think we could still make it work with Kev's as well. But so what I kind of thought was there was two possible scenarios of like, in essence, on one of my earlier trips out of the kingdom, I would have in essence been there the day or two after uh, Thaddeus was betrayed. And like my, in essence, like my caravan of like royal
0: your entourage,
1: my, yeah, I was like (laughs) my entourage, like we pulled over, helped him. And then we might've lost touch or we had stayed in contact, but never in like a being like, I like would have gone and done other things. He would have gone out, done other things, but like I would have known of his presence. The other option was that I thought is that perhaps since, uh, I am in these kind of like more negotiation roles with my kingdom. If there was a kingdom, that he had particular familiarity with that was maybe perhaps a little bit trickier for outsiders to get to like physically get there. Or we had to go through it like a a sketchy bit. I might've hired more like some local guides to help my entourage through. And that could be where I would have seen interactions or possibly seen interactions with Thaddeus.
0: Interesting. Okay. And uh, by the sounds of it, uh, Gutterbird sounds like a very reclusive type.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I just sort of stumbled in to a tavern looking for any sort of clues or answers. And perhaps pity they've taken pity upon me. But then also saw me puke up a demon and thought, oh
0: maybe we can use this in some way. This guy knows how to party.
2: Yep.
3: <laughs> he gets fucked. The more how demons I puke up, the Bird? more room for booze. Yeah, there you go. How how old is Gutterbird? Uh,
1: I would
2: say that he is thirty-four years old.
1: All right. I also like so if the I mean the classic D D we all, we all meet in a tavern scenario. I almost wonder whether I'm not like not above that. No, I mean like if if <laughs> gutterbird I didn't were know a, there
2: was any other way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if uh if gutterbird was like in a tavern and he saw like me and my entourage of crazy looking people, he might maybe think that I also had some kind of pact upon me. You know what I mean? I like know. he might he might also see like she looks fucked up. Like like she looks weird, like maybe I what she pukes <laughs> up. Right? Yeah. Turns out, just chai lattes. It's really weird. Unless That's why winter. I hang around. It's. Milk, the, I though. thought that,
0: you know what? Wouldn't the fall spice be pumpkin?
1: Well, so it's really intricate. So, uh, but if pumpkin spice in general is actually a blend of a series of spices, rather than tasting like pumpkin itself. It's just the frequently used spices that go into pumpkin flavored things like pumpkin pie, pumpkin scones, general autumnal happiness. What do you got in there? You got some nutmeg. Some nutmeg, some cinnamon, some clove, some allspice. Some uh, that's
3: three of your Star family members.
2: Star Anise, yeah. Uh fennel.
1: No fennel. No, you that's wouldn't cool. have
2: fennel. Fuck off with the fennel. I know fennel tastes like. Fuck
1: that shit. <laughs> fennel was that little shitty kid that I went to school with that we kicked him out of the kingdom.
0: You
2: knew a kid right. named Fennel?
1: No, it's the, it's the joke that all of my family and friends are named
3: after <laughs> spice rack items. I, I just
0: figured out who the big bad is. <laughs>
3: First of all, I'm very excited. (laughs) I want this noted for the record. It has nothing to do with in-game. Fennel is delicious. (laughs) Sausages are greatly enhanced by its presence. Uh, It also makes some mean grapefruit and scallop salad.
2: Okay, I'll I'll get behind you on the sausage, the veggie sausage. (laughs) However, on its own, fennel is garbage trash.
3: (laughs) I agree.
1: I concur with Kevin.
0: Well, most spices are like who's sitting there like eating teaspoons of sage.
1: You've
2: never eaten like just bay leaves, like made use it as a base for a salad.
0: No, is that something that people do?
2: Oh, talk about a flavor explosion! Hmm. Yeah, just dry
0: bay leaves.
3: No, no, can't say, <laughs> can't say I ever have. Just so wait, dry bay leaves is a base. So for So crunchy. Salad?
0: <laughs> so we are now a foodie podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This I've accidentally made this like a like a, a Pinterest board. I'm so sorry.
0: Let's let's talk about uh, what sort of campaigns that you. Let me rephrase. What sort of campaign do you want to play? And like in the context of like things that you have or have not enjoyed in the past, like are you? Do you? Where do you see your character fitting in? Like what sort of adventure is it? Like a mystery? Is it like? high fantasy with like like magic heavy is it like a little bit more because uh, like the the campaign that will be be done by the time we get started with this obviously tons of magic like high magic setting were you thinking about like more like stripped down like magical items and things like that are much less common like you can't just go and buy them in a, in a shop um, are you thinking about like a horror political intrigue you know or 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 a more generic uh type fantasy anD dnd adventure what what's everybody feeling like I'm just happy to be here
3: <laughs> um i will i will lay out some things about my character and this i believe will let you know exactly what kind of things i'm into <laughs>
0: um i'll just say like i'll just jump in and say the responses I got to the questionnaire between you and uh, you and Sarah are to so paint starkly different pictures of of, of what kind of uh, adventure they might they might seek out.
3: Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, okay. The, so as a variant human, I got to take a fee. Um, and I get a fighting style. Uh, so great weapon master and great weapon fighting. I intend to deal damage, so I'd like some combat. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, uh, there is, I mean, a good mystery is always good, right? Like a good follow, follow the clues to the evil overlord is always cool. Um, and the fact that, I mean, there's who, who screws over the military, somebody at the top of the chain, right? So,
1: I was going to say, I feel like with our character backgrounds, like a kind of uh, political scenario likely works well as in there. Um, given that I have like access to basically all of the kingdom's courts as this diplomatic role, and then I do feel like if it's a military thing that betrayed, that created Matt's betrayal, then that would also lend well into that. Though, and I mean, like the, I mean. Dark magical forces could be controlling that that could also pull into Kev's pact. Uh, so I think that that could be a good avenue i I personally like I like playing combat focused ones. I feel like not focused, I should say, but combat heavier. Uh, you like
3: to wreck shit.
1: I do like to destroy
3: things. Which is why I had to take Paladin because if you were the sole healer we'd all die.
1: Yeah. I like that we've managed <laughs> you've managed two campaigns now, Tim, with no clerics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got some heals. I do I do have a couple. I mean I'm with Druid, yeah. Uh but I also am like I'd like some magic content just so we can find healing potions.
3: <laughs> and that's that's one of the things to uh I, I know the way I usually prefer to run a game is with uh, the ability to go high magic, because then I can just use the excuse a wizard did it. Um, but at the same time, there's always... I mean, if, the, if there's very... If it's a lower magic kind of, and magic is a thing of rarity... We've got two very highly magical individuals, one based in the Fae and one based more out of uh, a malicious magic that has taken over him. It's going to turn a lot of heads and can get us into just so much shenanigans that I can also see that being super fun too. So I I agree with that. I, I Mm -hmm. I uh, I defer to you on
0: the level of magic you want to employ. Okay Kevin, how about you? like what what sort of what sort of game do you or, or maybe not game, but like what sort of narrative uh, what sort of atmosphere do you, would you really want to dive into?
2: Hmm. yeah, I like the um, I definitely like a good um, a good scrap uh, here and there, so I think that would be fun. I do. Uh, I mean, I haven't played a lot, so maybe show me something new. and Maybe I'll love it. Um, so I think you know, I'm, I'm kind of down for anything. I like having a good fight, you know, or, or one good, one good fight, like a session. I don't know if that's unreasonable. Um, other than that, uh, I'm just down to, I'm just down to have some friends.
0: Okay, you guys are uh, giving me, <laughs> give me plenty, plenty of, uh, plenty of rope. Uh, I think it's,
1: what the- it's also interesting, uh, character background wise, that all three of us, while from de- very different backgrounds, are all searching to find themselves and find an answer, right? So, I think that that also could be a, a strong unifier because I think all of us could identify traits within the other. Whether, like, because like, obviously on the surface, there's no particular reason why I'd be like, hmm, guy vomiting a demon, he's who I want to hang out with. But, I feel like all of our character backgrounds would understand each other inherently, which I do think gives a a, a good, strong base.
0: What's like Based on the games that you played, uh, is there, are there certain aspects that you dislike? Like certain parts of the game where you find that you have the least amount of fun?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm and I tried to convey the tone of the very pensive look I have on my face. I think you did. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think... was imagining Tobias when, like, do you want to tone that down a bit? Yep. No.
1: <laughs> that's about that's about right, actually. Um No, I think I there's not a particular area that I dislike in anything. I do find uh sometimes at I, I will counterpoint as a player. There's not a particular time. I find it to be a, like a time I don't enjoy while playing as the DM. I have always hated shopping trips. Uh, like,
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: frequently, I frequently as the DM find myself being like, yep, yeah, you get these potions. This is how much it costs you. Like I don't like I just to get through some of those scenes. That's my personal
3: uh way expeditious of Expeditious haggling. <laughs> basically. I've I'm not a good haggler in real life so uh, if we could that's, ha- if we could that's kind finagle of it. that out I'd be 100% on I board just,
1: I hate the constantly like well can I try to get the better deal? It's like oh you rolled a 2. Can I try and get a better deal? Like
3: <laughs>
1: just go through the characters, like fine you get the better deal. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's the part that I that I always find annoying. It's like the sh- the the hunting through the town to get the one item. It's like yeah, it takes you 4 hours but you find it. That's like that's how I prefer to run that but that's a that is something that's not a problem it's just like the one area that i can see there i can i can i foresee it i shouldn't i say i shouldn't say i foresee i have seen it be quite dull in the past those kind of shopping trip episodes
0: yeah yeah it kills my enthusiasm i'll say that
1: yes it's just so like Yeah, it just—I find it stalls the momentum of the actual story, and it's just like running errands. And I don't know if anyone particularly enjoys it. I mean, if you're hunting, they're fantasy errands. Well, okay, I was just going to say that's what I mean. It's like if I'm just hunting for healing potions, I don't care. If it's like if you're looking for a rare, crazy ingredient for a potion you're about to make, you're damn right, I'm giving them a crazy fucking like market merchant to talk to before they get it. Like, there's a difference, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think there's levels.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Have I talked to any of you about, have I ever come up to you and said, here's a really crazy idea I have for a campaign? Have I done that before?
1: <laughs> I feel like multiple times, but I can't remember. I mean, you did awesome. tell me, like, you. I remember you telling us at the very beginning, you're like, all right, here's what I want to do with some dragons and an elder brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes sideways, but... Uh but no, like I'm like you've you've told us like those kinds of stories. I don't remember anything specific beyond that.
0: Lovely, lovely.
1: Not to my recollection.
3: Uh, I've got a hard note here, so <laughs> whatever you're throwing, it's fresh the uh, The last thing that I would like to say is, I always find it super fun. i I always find it super Are you fun still in games after this.. Yeah, it's just <laughs>
2: Smoke I, don't know why that, I don't know why that was funny to me Just <laughs> <laughs> The last thing I'm going to say
3: <laughs> The entire campaign Jeez. I thought of a voice I've got everything laid out for this character Now he's mute um, <laughs> <laughs> So no the, the last thing that I want to touch on About uh, the game Is I've always found it fun To play and uh, Run Games where I've inadvertently overpowered The characters Because then I can throw whatever I want at them.
1: (laughs) I do say, I find
3: And uh, I just find it a lot I I find it exceptionally fun to always be like,
1: am I gonna die? (laughs) I will say I have had the most fun where it's like like, I, I, we just finished wrapping up a campaign where we, the final battle sequence was we back to back fought a cloud giant and then like an ancient kraken. But like, prior to this, he'd given me like a crazy souped up moon blade as like my, my weapon. So that we were, we did some crazy shit. Cause we had, we were overpowered with magical items, but he threw crazy things at us. Like it was, it was a lot of fun to get to like crazy D and D. I do enjoy that.
3: If, if, and if you don't want to do that, that's cool too. I just, I always found it a delightful aspect of the game is nobody ever gets to really like, there's a lot of talk about, uh, the books that wizards was coming out with and how a lot of it was geared to like low to mid-level characters because they found games never ran that long or that far. And with milestone leveling, you can kind of set it up however you want. So I just wanted to throw it out there as an idea of if you wanted to, if you wanted to get some beefy boys, I would, I would love to potentially die to one of those beefy boys with beefy weapons at my side.
1: You know, the simple things.
3: Yeah, Fascinating. It's a simple
1: choice. I I just find... I Ooh, I'll put it to the this way, because it's very open-ended this way. I find I have the most enjoyment when I play or do d d when I'm... Or, like, DM. When I have to think a little out of the box creatively. Oh, hell yeah. So I find, like, for example, you, like, we you're given what you foresee to be a crazy overpowered final boss or something like that, or not even final boss, like just a character you're like, or a a bad guy you're about to attack. And I find I like, I like it when you have options to think creatively. So it's like, you've got some magic items, you've got some weird things, you have some spells that do uh, different intended effects, right? Like, so you might use a, a spell in a different way that's intended Kind of thing like I like I love having Those moments
0: I do enjoy like stacking the deck Against the party and then um, And this is this is something that I saw somebody On on Twitter uh, Sort of put into words and then I realized like Yeah I kind of like doing that Stack the deck against the Against the party But then like really run with the crazy Ideas of how Like of what you come up with to To overcome the obstacle
3: Sweet, I'm in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, some magic items would also be fun. But no, I totally... No, I know what you mean, like, uh... Yeah, in essence, like, lower the DC of what you think they can get away with kind of thing. It's like, I'm gonna try this. It's like, yeah, man, go for it.
0: Yeah, just make it weird. (laughs) Make it weird. I
1: I think you have the right group to do some fucked up shit, is the moral of that story, so...
0: (laughs) Now, just sort of in a more, uh general context like we we all know each other we're all chums this is a game that you can take as seriously or as lightly as you choose uh you've listened to the, some of the other episodes you know you know how you know they they sort of joke with me and, and sort of make fun of some of my weirder uh choices which is totally fine uh <laughs> doesn't bother me at all
1: no not in the slightest I don't know what you're talking about Uh,
0: we're out of
3: time (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be another hundred dollars for the next hour (laughs) it's a pretty decent rate but anyway Uh,
0: yeah uh, I guess aside from aside from that just uh, in terms of in terms of like actual gameplay stuff uh, I know that everyone loves rolling them dice those sweet sweet number rocks (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah <laughs> but like combat, like outside of combat, do you like social interactions? Do you oh. like exploring? Yeah, I know that's that's a that's a big uh it's a big turn-off for Gutterbird.
1: I feel like Gutterbird <laughs> like runs away.
0: Which is weird because like charisma is your thing. I was man. just
3: about yes. to say
0: <laughs> Is it? Yeah. That's your Char- charisma is like your what you use to cast your spells.
3: Oh, now sure. no one of the <laughs> one of the things I will say. Uh, charisma is also linked to intimidation.
1: What? You don't have
3: to be a kind person to be charismatic. You don't have to be liked. You could be revered and feared
1: mm-hmm, and charismatic mm-hmm. as well. Just look I, at EDM in. Yeah. I think,
0: we Weird yeah. that, that was a, you just had that in the chamber, dude. What, what's up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, like charisma could be used in multiple ways, right? Like you could be that guy that's just so weird that everyone finds you mildly endearing or like Oh, he's so he's so troubled. There's something. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Are we still
2: talking about the game?
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would. I I like social encounters because obviously I made a voice for my character, so I would love to use it. (laughs) Right. Um, Also, I I like exploration. I like uh, I like um, so social encounters can be great. As I said earlier, I I just realized I <laughs> yep. said that
0: already. Um, I'm a big I, fan I, of dilemmas, like giving, like yeah, getting you to like a crossroads of like two two tough choices, and the outcome of either may not be great. But it's <laughs> like you're ch- trying to choose the least, uh, uh, the one that'll do the least damage long term, I guess. Um, trying to make
2: the sophiest of choices.
0: Yeah, the soph. <laughs> content. <God damn it. laughs> Exactly though. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's
0: that's yeah, for sure. I don't know if there's anything else. Like, do you feel like there's anything else that uh, that you wanted to touch on right now?
3: Um, I will say that part of how I designed this character's backstory, there are moments that I'm expecting to not be uh, chuckles the clown, kind of funny, and there will be moments where I'm expecting there to be like a little bit of actual emotion. Oh. Instead of it just being a pure comedy c- character? Y-
0: you, mean, you mean the other well-known Oath of Vengeance paladin, Chuckles? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He took an oath a- of comedy.
3: <laughs> uh, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem. is You guys all call him Chuckles. His name is Chuck Lay. He's French. He's trying to avenge them for all those... I don't know. I got nothing. The joke, the joke literally ran itself to death.
2: Um, yeah, it just
3: fell off. know <laughs> <I don't laughs> Hard, that doesn't usually
2: stuff.
1: happen. <laughs> I I was going to say I have built a character that is I mean as a druid and from the Feywild inherently like I feel like that is the definition of magic shit <laughs> but uh I have also as a diplomat built a a character that kind of has to have some social encounters. Um mm. so <laughs> no
3: you, you know. just you just You just run diplomacy between rocks and trees. They don't talk to each other. I am a
1: druid. Why not? You
3: just just walk in on you, being like, okay, now, Mr. Slate, we understand how you feel about the oaks breaking through, but we need to come to a reasonable solution, (laughs) one that benefits both sides. Yeah, something like that. And you just look like a crazy
0: person. Yeah. So, Kevin, has Gutterbird ever shat out a demon?
2: Uh, I I no. <laughs> the reason so, for that the so <laughs> The reason for that is not uh, not puritanical, but more logistical. In that, I would have to take my pants off.
1: So, would you sh- maybe would you shit like a minor demon and be like trapped like trapped in your pants?
3: I mean, maybe like a little one leg w- and it falls out the cuff.
1: Like, a fu- oh, yeah. what are their names? The little the like imps. Yeah, imps. Oh, but a Go Gotham 100%. Yeah, for sure he shed out
3: one of those. I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing Gutterbird like, making that face toddlers make when they poop. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then shaking his right leg till a tiny imp falls out of the cuff and <laughs> flies away.
0: You're <laughs> sitting yeah. there and he's like, uh-oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Demonos. It's coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm pra- prairie demoning <laughs> um i was thinking that's the other thing i was thinking like should it you know would, would these be like physical you know um what, what would you call it uh tangible corporeal forms
1: Ooh, or just corp- like or just misty like, thing. You
3: know your yeah ethereal, like,
0: like we just be sitting there and i we just be harping up a bunch cool. of ectoplasm
2: yeah, like it would would it just be like a whoo and it's gone or would it, would I actually like, you know, bring something up like a cat? <laughs> like
3: <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's the thing is if you burp or fart, then yes, definitely it's just a whoo and then it's gone cuz those are just the ghosts of things you ate. Oh, ah, yes. Oh, yeah. But I think the physical one is the true demon. The ghost of turkey
0: legs past maybe they're getting progressively worse like more intense like they started Mm. as as like little minor minor uh (laughs) like uh but now you're on like full-on uh like i don't know just a thought i don't don't want to foist anything i don't
2: want to foist maybe that's what my like all of my runes and carvings and Parchments and blah blah blahs and whatnots do is they sort of uh, you know mitigate the effects of all of, all of this mm. So maybe at some point you know some, one of those gets destroyed or something and it, Then my we'll call it my like condition becomes more debilitating
1: Can you just wear like as you say you have like jewelry and pendants to like ward off the demons right Can one of them for yeah. you just be like a vial of pepto I
0: was I'm here to talk to you. My name's Wilfred Brimley. I'm here to <laughs> yeah. talk to you about Demon Beatus.
3: Demon Betus. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he die recently? What? Sure did yep. did recently. the world take Brimley
1: really from
2: us? Yeah, I thought, he's been, I thought he'd been dead for like 15 years. No. No,
0: it's like last week.
1: Oh my god, last how week? did I miss that?
2: Yeah. Holy shit.
1: I was too distracted because one of, a, a drag queen died today and I was very upset. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. You're googling this?
0: Now, yeah. He's Googling to add Wilford Wilford Brimley, Brimley, but <laughs> add Wilfred Brimley to the tally.
1: <gasps> can he vomit yeah. out Wilfred Brimley? I
0: don't so why know. Not? Can you? August 1st. August 1st.
1: Oh okay.
0: Oh wow. I thought it was I more mean, reasoned.
1: He made it a long Still time ago. It seems with the so diabetes. fresh. Yeah.
0: Well, the yeah, sugar made,
3: preserve thing. The
1: sugar preserve. Oh god.
0: All I right. Well, don't we, know can roll, we can we can on that happy note, we can wrap, yeah. wrap up this call. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Nailed it
0: Pour Excellent. one out for Wilford Brimley Cool alright well I'm going to take a lot of this Away and try to come up with a Coherent uh, coherent um, Campaign and plot uh,
2: I, I, you're, I thought you meant you are going to cut a lot it, out Like I'm to a lot, like, a lot, take of, a lot well. of this away And I was like that's probably a good idea Oh that, <laughs> that, that also Tear yeah.
3: this whole thing down to a tight five minutes <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um, There's I... plenty of room for a sponsor Nickelodeon <laughs>
2: Quality family programming.